and welcome back to Mary Goat's podcast. Today we'll be discussing how Hitler and the Nazis stole thousands of pieces of art and how the Allies, known as the Monuments Men, recovered it. You may ask, what was Hitler's fascination with art and why he stole so many famous pieces? Well, for some background information, before Hitler gained power over Germany back in 1933, he was an aspiring artist who applied to attend multiple art schools to which he was rejected to twice. This made him believe Jewish people were behind his admissions decisions, which became the beginning of his hate for people of the Jewish religion. As early as his writing of Men Camp, he railed against the degeneracy of contemporary art as opposed to the older, more traditional art of Northern Europe which he praised for its German authenticity. When he rose to power, Hitler and the Nazis had a plan to intervene in the cultural production of art. Hitler's main plan was to racially, religiously, and culturally purify all of Germany, such as removing all Jewish people. But what some don't know is that he also wanted to clear anything and everything that was not of the German, quote, culture, like cultural artifacts, and fine arts. Now that Hitler had risen to power, he was free to, quote, unleash his vengeful fury, quote, on something that had hurt his pride in the past, which was all forms of art. In his book, Mean Kampf, he called modern art hallucinations of lunatics or criminals and claimed it, quote, was poisoning the healthy instinct of our people, end quote. As he created his followers, the Nazis, he decided to organize a government-empowered committee called the Kunschwitz, which translate to art protection. Their first order of business was to, quote, cleanse all museums in Germany of, quote, undesirable art. These pieces of art included non-realistic abstract art of the times and any works by Jewish people. After removing unwanted art from German museums, their next order of business was seizing art collections from art dealers and banning them from any Jewish connections from practicing their trade. Their last order of business was to levy outrageous taxes against fleeing Jewish families and confiscate their art collections as a, quote, type of payment. Surprisingly, even people outside of Europe like the U.S., worked with Nazi art dealers to also take part in stealing art pieces. Out of all of Hitler's goals with art, his main goal was profiting off banned and seized art. As shown before, Hitler and the Nazis' goals were both financial and cultural. He wanted to enrich the Third Reich and its leaders with exquisite and culturally significant figures. So looted art that did not reflect on the Reich's ideals for foreign currency and create the Furrenher Museum, envisioned as the cultural center of the world, located in his hometown in Austria. Many of these stolen pieces were displayed in an exhibit called, quote, Degenerate Art. Hitler used this display, quote, the unpatriotic base urges of the now excluded class of contemporary artists and their patrons. The exhibit contained literally hundreds of works crammed together 
one atop on another, and two small gallery space with anti-art and anti-culture slogans gratified on the walls, end quote. This was not just his only exhibit. There was another just down the street from the degenerate art display called the Great German Art Exhibition, to which this one was used to show the Aaron ideal through portraits and landscapes. This exhibit displayed blonde goddesses and alpine scenes playing out old European masters. Out of these two displays, Degenerate Art and the Great German Art Expedition, the Degenerate Art display had millions of visitors from all over Europe, like Berlin, Leipzig, Dusseldorf, and many other cities. Some famous pieces of art stolen by the Nazis include the giant altarpiece by Jan van Eyck and Hubert van Eyck, the portrait of the young man by Raphael, the astronomer by Dutch master Vermeer, the amber room gifted to the czars by the Prussian royal family, Madonna of Bridges by Michelangelo, portrait of Adele Bloch-Bauer by Gustav Clement, portrait of the gentleman by El Greco, portrait of the road to Tarascon by Van Gogh, and the lady with with an ermine by Leonardo da Vinci, and many, many more. Now it's time for a short break. And we're back, continuing on with the looting of art during World War II. The famous movie, Monuments Men, which came out in 2014, is inspired by true events about British and American museum directors, curators, art historians, and others called the Monuments Men, who risked their lives trying to find and recover centuries worth of famous and important culture art taken away by the Nazis during World War II. As we talked about before, as World War II proceeded on, Adolf Hitler was determined on building the, world, the world's finest museum, called the Führerheiser Museum, in his hometown of Linz, Austria. As we know, he had hoped to fill it with history's most famous works from art of all over. He planned to do so by looting collections from museums and hiding them till the end of the war. From 1942 to 1951, 365 men and women served in the Monuments, Fine Arts, and Archives Division of the Allied Forces also known as the Monuments Men. The Monuments Men recovered Nazi records from bombed-out cathedrals and followed leads across Europe in a bid to find their most important pieces. Some of the most famous pa paintings stolen by the Nazis, such as Leonardo's Lady with the Ermine, Raymond Brandt's Landscape with the Good Samaritan, and Raphael's Portrait of a Young Man, were hidden in a country house instead of museums. In determination to find these paintings, the organi organization would go around and interrogate people, look for museum curators, and ask for pieces of artwork. As they went around, they eventually started finding people who knew more things, and those people would send them to someone who knew even more, eventually leading them to finding more and more pieces. Some pieces were stored very well and kept in good condition. So other pieces were found in castles like Neuisch Swanson in Bavaria. One piece, known as the Vietstoss altar 
piece was found in a tunnel in Nuremberg, and the Nazis built false walls into castles. The German mining system would haul out salt and copper mines and built racks all the way around where more art was hidden. Some pieces were stored very well and kept in good condition, while others were pulled out of their frames to save space and put in damp mines. Other paintings were loaded on straw-open trucks and rattled back and forth over bumpy roads. Some say it was a miracle more paintings were destroyed considering the conditions they were put under. By 1951, the monuments men had restituted more than 5 million objects. The main mine that Hitler stored the art for his museum had over 10,000 paintings, sculptures, and other works of art, even including sculptures by Michelangelo. Even after decades, there are still pieces stolen by Hitler that have not been recovered yet. In total, during the war, over 600,000 paintings were looted. And decades later, in 1998, representatives of 44 countries convened Washington, D.C. to establish a set of principles to help descendants of these stolen pieces reclaim their family's art. Their goal was to, quote, compete by the end of the century the unfinished business of the middle of the century, declared by Stuart Eisenstadt. Eisenstadt had proved that more than 100,000 paintings remain lost to this day, and some families, descendants of Picasso and El Greco from museums, have been going on in court for decades. In conclusion, along with Hitler's long list of evil doings, stealing hundreds of thousands of historical pieces from famous artists and completely taking them away from families of these artists still seeking justice to this day. Thank you for listening to this episode over Hitler and the Nazis stealing thousands of famous pieces of art and how a group from the Allied forces known as the Monuments Men recovered it. Thank you for listening.